the USFL gambling podcast, live reaction show to the USFL draft on the sports gambling podcast network presented by WinBet. for every $25 you bet on college basketball. WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March madness and a thousand dollars in free win bet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So go grab that thing and let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. With the USFL gambling podcast, we're in round thirty. Can we do it? Five more rounds. What do you got going on? All right, tell the wife and kids, honey, I'm doing something important. All right, stick around. Five more rounds of the uh, the USFL draft. It's important to many. Look, it's changing lives. You saw we had some guests on, uh, and look, it's fun. What do you got going on? Let's talk football in late February. Are you kidding me? I know I love college basketball, but still football, something year round that needs to work. Bandits are on the clock. They take Greg Reeves, Greg Reeves, Tampa Bay bandits um, getting, getting Greg Reeves. And if you look at uh, this is a guy that that's played some NFL ball, I believe with the LA Rams. Yep. Um, hey, from USF, uh, you, you know, they, they've been somewhat decent. Defensively, they had some good years under Willie Taggart. Charlie Strong benefited one of those years after Willie Taggart, where he, I think he won nine or ten games. So uh, yeah, you look at him and, and what what he's done. I'm pulling up uh, his stuff right now, but he was six two, two forty one. Played with the L.A. Rams. I'm trying to see what year he played with the Rams. Um, but uh, hey, I mean, you made it to the NFL recently. And yeah, 2020. Damn, did he miss? He just missed out on a Super Bowl, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe better days are sometimes. Sometimes it's better. You know, sometimes. Yeah. You never know what's around your next corner, and and that next corner 
is the Tampa Bay Bandits, baby. Shout out to Greg Reeves, and then we got uh, Tavion Coney. First off, do we, do we, is this uh, yeah, Tavion Coney to the to the to the Philadelphia Stars? This is some highlights of him as he as he picks up a fumble or four, yeah, against oh, law. Oh, that's that's late. That's that's football. Um, okay, uh, then we got against Ball State, representing the MAC. Tavion Coney to the Philadelphia Stars. Yeah, he we was also projected have- to be a fourth to fifth round draft pick out of the NFL. He's got an athletic frame. Uh, he works quickly. Um, got a lot of good speed. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and maybe, you know, it just didn't fit in. It, all it takes is one little thing. You know I mean? Maybe the coach doesn't like your personality. Maybe uh, you got injured. Like we mentioned the, the, the guy with the Seahawks. Um, it could just be one small. <clears throat> That's what's so great about these leagues. Tim Walton jr. Was uh, Texas Southern. Yeah. From Texas Southern, you know, uh, Michael Strahan went to Texas Southern. So don't underestimate the, the fact that he's from a small school. This guy is also uh wait. I think that's Tim Walton senior. I mean, I think he comes from a long lineage of football because I just clicked on his father, I believe. And uh, he has a, a long history in football as well. Tim Walton jr. Was a transfer from Syracuse. Man, Syracuse, what are they doing here? They're, they missed the guy from Syracuse, New York. This guy's there. He leaves. Now he's still just playing pro football. He plays, you know, he's played in the league some. Originally from Detroit, Michigan. Um, his favorite player is James Harrison. I like this. Their bio at the <laughs> University of Texas Southern just focuses on what they like. Nice. Favorite food, mom's mac and cheese. He's winning me over. <laughs> hey, t- Tim Walton Jr., can you give me a phone call? I want to go. Uh, can I stop by? Where is that? Michigan. You uh, said Detroit, Michigan. I want to get some of mom's mac and cheese. It's probably amazing. Absolutely. Yes, man. And uh, look, I think that's a good pick. Six, two, two thirty. you know, mom's mac and cheese is going to fill him up. He also played some basketball career plans. Wants to be a sports commentator. Hey, talk to us. SGPN, the Tim Walton show after your stellar USFL career. Frank Ginda went to the Panthers, San Jose state. What the hell has happened? San Jose state. Every, every six picks. Someone from San Jose state is going to the USFL. They're doing things. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, what is, what's they got to have a, what a connection to the scouting in the USFL or something, right? This guy had um, 94 solo tackles in 2017, which is insane. He's really instinctive. Um, He forced five fumbles in his career in college. He's, He's a monster. He flies all over the field. He's got NFL experience too. He played with the uh, Cardinals, Dolphins, Saints. He was also part of the AAF with the San Diego Fleet. It was also part of the uh, the XFL with the New York Guardians. That defense was pretty damn good. Shout out to uh, to Frank Ginda. Dream lives on, my friend. Um, uh, we also have Vontae Diggs from Yukon to the New Orleans breakers. Second Utah, Yukon. Uh, I can't talk. It's 30 rounds in. <laughs> can't talk. Right. Um, Hilarious at this point. Yes. Yes. Vontae <laughs> Diggs to the new Orleans breakers. Um, this is a guy that, uh, Hey, Yukon had some really good defenses, but I know I look, I know people laugh at Yukon for the past couple of years, but you go back, uh, you know, like seven years ago, the strength of that team was their defense. Their offense was trash. So they would get like five, six wins based on their defense. And Vontae Diggs, he was one of them. He was one of them. And people, do people forget UConn 
I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they were playing in, uh, BCS games against Oklahoma. Uh, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame in Randy Edsel's first stint there. So the defense was pretty solid. Uh, and you look at, uh, at uh, Vontae Diggs, and, and he was one of them. Started yeah. all 12 games at linebacker, 84 tackles, eight, eight tackles for loss. Also had a sack and a forced fumble his senior year. I this- like it. This guy's used to playing from behind the odds. There's a story on him how he was homeless in high school and just kept going, just kept living through football. Um, and now he's got his chance to keep that dream going and and show us what he's all made of. That's awesome, man. That, that's awesome. That's that's what I mean, man. Is like uh, anyone that talks bad about these leagues, man. It's just foolish. It's just foolish. Uh, Donald Payne uh, is drafted by the Houston Gamblers. He comes in from Stetson. Right. Where you might remember Stetson because uh, that's where Ray Finkel. So when Ace Ventura is rattling off Ray Finkel's uh, stats, he went to Stetson university. Well, at first he was at call your high school, but then he went to Stetson university. So Ray Finkel uh, went there. Uh, he's played on a lot of teams, uh, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, Baltimore Ravens. Ja- well, look at this. The, the, he goes from Baltimore to, to Jacksonville, back to Baltimore, <laughs> back to Jacksonville. Then he goes to the Washington Redskins and then the Miami Dolphins. And this past year, he was with the San Francisco 49ers. Damn. And look, he's, he's contributed in the NFL 76 tackles, one sack, two fumble recoveries, and one pass deflection. This is a, this is a damn good pick, I think. Donald Payne, Stetson. Don't give him a, don't let them give you a hard time about Stetson. Uh, Terrell Hanks from New Mexico State, second New Mexico State player going. He goes to the Stallions. Malcolm Howard to the Maulers. This is the third player from Central Oklahoma. I need to I need to start watching Central Oklahoma football. Malcolm Howard getting it done as we jump into round 31. We are four rounds away. All right, we got linebackers, kickers, punters, tight ends and H-backs and then long snapper. So what is that? Five rounds. Now, I can't, I can't now, count. Now Colby, I, I got to jump in here. Come from behind the scenes for a second, because it, lo- it looks like you're dragging a little bit. Now, do I need to get the lefty out the pen? Are you going to be able to make this? You, I, you, you're, you're 10 hours in at this point, you know, one. I need, I need them to, to bring me in a coffee. I hear them talking out there, you know, <laughs> these rat bastards. Uh, they're just mentioning there's talking like here. Well, one of the guys was yawning. I'm like, Oh, Oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're in round eight. Adam, this is Adam Pelletier people. And this is the guy behind the scenes. That's that's doing this. This would not ha- happen without Adam Pelletier. He he's, does a great job. He covers, you know, he loves, he has a strong love for the football that we all love spring football, any type of football. It's fantastic. And, and the work that he's doing here is fantastic. So, uh, Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Adam. What's your what's your handle off the top of your head? Adam Pelletier, but uh, Colby. Nobody wants to hear about me and anything like that. They want to hear about Kiava Tazino out of San Diego State, another linebacker for the Maulers. All right, Kiava Tazino, San Diego State, well represented here. I mean, what are we thinking, man? You know, I don't watch as much college football as you do. Talk to me about what we're getting here with these San Diego state players. Well, it's smart. And, and, and t- today's football is, is leaning more and more towards this. Okay. San Diego state. First off had Rocky long, legendary defensive coordinator. The, the, some say the, the guy who created the three, three, five defense and Brian Erlacher played for him at New Mexico, uh, where he's a hybrid safety 
and in today's passing culture, the three, three, five is, is something that we're seeing mimicked all over the, the football landscape, no matter the level. So he was just at San Diego state. He left, but uh, you know, he, he went to retire and actually he's back at New Mexico as a defensive coordinator now uh, coaching for his former player. But at San Diego state, one of his old assistants is the DC there. Uh, so it makes sense that these guys are going uh, the, the philosophy and what they run is, is something that is cut, you know, it, it's, it's being mimicked everywhere. So it makes sense. That, uh, yeah, to yeah. Zena- Imitation sincerest yeah. form of flattery. We got another one here. We're not the only ones lagging. Let me tell you the Birmingham stallions social team is so exhausted right now. They put, they apparently had two 31st round picks. Brody Buck out of Northwest Missouri state. We're cutting it deep here. Deep cuts coming in late in the <laughs> USFL draft. I almost need to pull up the list of, of, of uh, players that the Birmingham stallion selected. I can go back. Let me, let me go back and look, but I'm telling you, they have done some deep dives. Like this guy from Northwest Missouri state. We talked to the other, the other gentleman from Tuskegee that, I mean, they had a Western Montana, which I didn't even know. Look, I, I love football. I covered D two D three. Some whoo. They're going this deep. Is, this is going to be the all time chip on their shoulder team. All right. Birmingham really going to be that scrappy underdog that we've been thinking about. Who's going to be, what are the roles of these teams going to be? As we got another one, Drew Lewis from Colorado that, going to guy. the gamblers. This is my guy. He's a player. I, I like him. Talk to me about him. Talk to me oh. about him. Why should I get psyched about Drew Lewis being in the red and black? He was, he was the type of guy that just first off swarmed everywhere on the field, swarmed everywhere on the field, <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Oh, look at him. He's making a coffee run. I was giving him a hard time. He heard me. He heard me. No, that, that, there we go. They're coming through and the new Orleans breakers passing on an outside linebacker. They're saying we don't need no stinking defense. We got plenty of off. That makes sense. That makes sense with Larry Fedora. All right. As a guy that covered him at Southern miss covered him at North Carolina. They, they don't need defense. Our offense is going to put up a hundred. Uh, that, that makes sense. Um, man. Listen, tr- then Trey threat out of Jacksonville state, Jacksonville state. Listen, I'm loving the USFL going after the small school guys. It's all about opportunity here. Let's get excited. All right. We're seeing some good. The NFL apparently doesn't believe in the HBCUs for some reason. The USFL says that's fine. We believe, and they are bringing in some HBCU magic here and you love to see it. There's some great football being played down with the HBCUs all over the country. Trey threat, and, you know, and really what, seems like he's got the size and skill to be a force here in the USFL. And I see Angelo, Angelo Garbutt from M- Missouri state where Bobby Petrino, AKA and, road rash and ended at Iowa, yeah. you know, played, yeah. played some time. We're seeing a lot of guys who have taken a more winding role throughout their careers. And you like to see that that's hard sometimes for these guys to get those opportunities. So it's good to see that those guys are almost being targeted right now by the USFL. And you just mentioned HBCUs and then boom, we see Solomon wise from Alcorn state, the Braves going to the Philadelphia stars another HBCU player taken shout out to Solomon wise on uh, you know, the dream, the dream lives on. 
What's and that? then the bandits passing to end the round, using up a comp pick. And now the round we've all been waiting for, the USFL kickers in round 32, <laughs> baby. This is great. This is the best. I mean, this is the part where I'm going to be like, I, I don't remember any of these players. Maybe, maybe, maybe one or two. Because, and, and that's another thing the thin line between like the NFL kickers. If you like pull up some of these kickers, what the AAF had one that's uh, that uh, was with the Atlanta Legends. That's that's now with the Falcons. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but uh, this is an incredibly thin line between you know. There's only 32 jobs for that, so that that 33rd kicker might be better than that 26th kicker. It's you know, possible. I, I mean, and we're not necessarily over yet because you know, every round when the USFL has this pause, it usually means a comp pick is inbound. We haven't seen them tweet the final list. So I think we're going to get another outside linebacker coming in here. The only downside of these deeper cuts with guys is that we just can't show you good film. Like I wish we could show you film about these guys, Solomon wise. I wish we could show some film and get people hyped about Solomon wise, but you know, we just don't have the film. I'm sorry, man. Like yeah. Solomon wise, if you're out there, if you see this, hit us up, man, we'd love to have you on talking about your journey, talking about your pro aspirations and all the great things you're going to do. We've had some great interviews today, Colby. It's been a great show. You know, we're bringing, we're bringing some energy here as we go through the last four rounds though. I mean, dude, the, some of those interviews were a blast just to see the, you know, the uh, the happiness that was going on and, and learning about the journeys that they, that those guys took is fantastic, man. It gets me excited, you know, even more excited than I was, which I, you know, me, I was ready to go, uh, ready to watch USFL, ready to talk USFL or spring football at any time. But man, some of those stories were fantastic kickers. We got the Philadelphia stars still potentially on the clock. Uh, I mean, that, we're still official? waiting for finalization of the last round. So I'm wondering if we don't have a comp pick that's being finalized somebody's thinking out there. I don't need no kicker. I'll just comp pick these two rounds, which is what honestly I thought they'd all do. I mean, why would you take a kicker or punter now bring in yeah. other bodies into camp? You know, yeah, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent kickers. Are, I don't know. That's, that's one you just bring in dude. I, I went to high school with, 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 you know, my kick, our kicker in high school was, was actually great. And I never understood why he didn't get recruited by like a major school. I don't feel like they, 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 I feel like sometimes they, they punt when it comes to, to, to good kicker play, but uh, probably I would too, though, knowing that I could grab a, a potential linebacker, potential tight yeah, end. I mean, I'd much know? rather, I'd much rather overload on some other position than take my kicker and my punter now. Like not that kicking isn't, you know, kicking as much as we all make fun of it is really an important part of the game, but you know, I'd much rather load up on other positions when I can bring a kicker or punter off the street. Round 31 in the books. We're moving into the kickers now. Philly stars kicking it off. Let's see. This is one where you're, you got eight picks for kickers, right? Cause we got eight teams. See, I, I completely uh, agree with your logic is that is the 10th kicker. There's a chance the 10 kicker is better than the first kicker. I don't feel like oh, there's a sure. line. So why would you even, I would, I would, never draft a kicker. I would take all other positions and then sort it out after that. Same with punter, same with punter. But I guess, Hey, I don't know. I don't know. They gotta, 
They got a, uh, they got, they I don't know if it's a presentation I mean, thing. I don't know what it is, but I, I mean, uh, they better USFL don't slow down now. You know, we're, we're in the home stretch here, guys. you got four rounds to get through. I think we can get through this pretty quick, you know, yeah. no offense stalling out here. And, and, uh, and shout out to the USFL generals in the chat. Uh, shout out to Jeff Dunham. Who, who's, who's the, we got Scott Norwood talk, man. I know you're a bills fan, Adam. Just, oh. Oh, that's painful. Yes. I mean, low blows are being thrown in the chat. Appreciate all you guys in the chat. Honestly, Uh, subscribe to the sports gambling podcast and uh, the USFL gambling podcast. Really appreciate everyone, uh, you know, talking it up here, chatting away. Um, Yeah. uh, Because we're excited and we're going to have you covered for the USFL season. You, me and Adam have already been uh, deep, deep conversations in, in fantasy football. So come play uh, fantasy football with us, or hopefully we'll have some DFS. We'll have shows for you on that and uh, everything ATS. We're, we got you covered. All right. We got you covered. Oh, gonna, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the number one, we're the number one home for degeneracy in the country <laughs> right now. And you better believe that's going to continue with the USFL. We've got some great stuff on tap. We've got, like we said, I mean, we've, we're going to have all those guys back. We've got some other players who are interested here. You better believe we'll have some coverage of the supplemental draft as well. Uh, really, it sounded like what the supplemental draft was. Um, there are some guys who are going to be, you know, they targeted a lot of college, recent college graduates. So guys who are out this year. So there might be a few guys that they hadn't been able to work out a deal with yet because in order to be eligible, you had to have signed that contract. And there are some guys who were probably thinking, seeing, maybe some guys want to go to the NFL combine, see how that goes you know, get a feel there. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, one can only hope that there's going to be some more names coming into the USFL. Uh, we've had a good crop of players so far, you know, and whew, hey, we've done a lot. We're yes. going to cross, we're going to cross well over the 10 hour mark. I wouldn't be shocked if this is 11 hours by the time it's all said and done. So if any of you have been here through all 11 hours, we thank you. ladies. And gentlemen. Yeah. If, if you're here all 11 hours and can prove it, I feel like I'll, I'll send you, we'll send you a t-shirt. All right. Sports scaling podcast. Oh, t-shirt, right. Hit us up on, uh, on social media at the SGP network or for myself at the Colby D and uh, we'll make sure you get that t-shirt. Um, uh, I I want to I want to have some of these interviews back. Honestly, talking to Ben Holmes, I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, hearing about his story, and and you're gonna hear more players come on and talk uh, their USFL experience and their journey, uh, playing football, whether it was at a small school, whether it was at a big school, uh, maybe like like what we alluded to uh, earlier in the episode, maybe an injury. So you were you know you were in the NFL, you had a shot, and an injury took you out. And you're getting back up on that horse, and you, you plan to be back in the NFL soon. We're gonna, I, I am excited to to interview players and and have you know hear about their stories. So we will have you covered on the USFL Gambling Podcast as we break down kickers. Maybe we'll have some kickers on. All right, maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe maybe we won't talk so much trash about them. Maybe maybe they'll be on and saying I'm an idiot. And uh, there we go. Um, yeah, but first, you know, since he's the official quarterback of the USFL gambling podcast. I think, I think we can look at some Ben Holmes footage here. Yes. You know, just, just get some, get some good, good energy here. Just watch him do his work down at Tarleton state. And they, they, they were, I'm telling you, they, they had a high 
they, their offense was putting up 30, 40 points a game. So they were high octane by, by all means. Oh, for sure. And the thing that I really like watching this tape about Ben Holmes is that he's willing to move in the pocket. He's willing to put his body on the line when running the ball. And he's doing a good job of getting the ball in and out quickly. You'll, you see that read option movement mm. right there. Got it out, got it down the field. You know, right here again, just boom, boom, decisive, quick. Nice he pass. knows where that's a great going. pass. That was a great, great. pass. He knows yeah. where and look at this, just absolutely puts the shoulder down right in. That's the kind of guy who teammates are gonna get behind. You gotta be absolutely stoked if you're if you were a player who was drafted to play with Ben Holmes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean guys like that, you know, it, it's why Taylor Heineke almost upset Tom Brady. You know, that's when I watch Ben Holmes play, I'm like, he's got a little bit of Taylor Heineke. I see it. I see it. I think that's a pretty, pretty accurate comparison there. And uh, yeah. And, and by the way, don't think that we haven't bet on Tarleton state. I remember watching him at Tarleton state. That's why he subscribed to the college football experience <laughs> company man here. But no, I, I, I completely see the comparison uh, to, to Heineke because he's pretty athletic back there. He's he not only can throw that ball uh, you know, on a, on a rope, He's those, some of those plays you, you shown right there, man. He's got a little speed, a little speed to him, a little wiggle, a little oh, Steve yeah. Young. You know, I, I mean, and that's just that's the kind of thing that's going to make a difference. I mean, especially if you're talking about in you know looking at this from a fantasy football perspective, a guy like Ben Holmes is going to be available late, and he's a guy who looks like he's going to be willing to put that shoulder down and get those extra yardage you know, the challenge for him is going to be as much as we love Ben Holmes as I'm going to call it now, the official SGPN quarterback, the challenge is going to be, he's got to hold off a guy who's massively blessed with physical gifts in Deandre Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I'm still, I think we're going to have a couple battles. I'm still shocked that Shea Patterson went one. Oh, can we, <laughs> no disrespect to you, Shay. I think, I mean, I, I actually at Ole Miss, I was the one telling my, my co-host Patty C. I was like, I like this kid. I think he can play, but at Michigan to me, I don't know if they just kept him in a bottle, but uh, I, I, I thought he struggled a lot at Michigan. So we'll see uh, how somebody comped Shea Patterson going first to, uh, to uh, Baker Mayfield going first. And, you know, I think the, I think the comparison is apt, you know, I mean, they're both guys who have an arm or willing to move, you know, but they might not be the most physically gifted. So, I mean, we'll see though. I mean, Shea Patterson, you know, let's, let's take, you know, done some things over the years. And as we just kind of pull up these highlights and take a look at some things he did here, you know, he, he's finding open guys, you know, but he's playing with a really super talented Michigan team, you know, and he, he can find the open man. He's making tight contested throws here and you got to really like that he's willing to go over the top like that. Granted it's against middle Tennessee yeah. and you see him a little off, you know, off schedule that, you know, off timing there, just a little behind the receiver, but with some good coaching, you know, particularly like he's going to get in the USFL, you know, all these coaches pro coaches at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, that's all it takes. I mean, like I said, I was convinced when he was at Ole Miss, I was like, this guy's going to be really, really good. Um, and, and uh, Michigan, he was still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I thought he didn't make that. He didn't to me in college, that next step, he didn't, he didn't make that step. And I, I don't know that it was his fault. I think it was a conservative offensive approach from Jim Harbaugh, but we'll see. I, I see the chat lighting up talking about all this stuff. 
Uh, the USFL has no West Coast team, so I won't be buying any jerseys. Look, uh, we've heard Moose Johnson talk about this. The plan is uh, the, the, they're, they're going to be in Birmingham anyway. What's the difference, right? It's not like you're going to have them in uh, playing in LA. So, uh, but Moose Johnson talked about this that he would like to, you know, set up some of the, they have the rights to almost all the franchises, I believe, the original franchises. So, uh, potentially next year or the year after, they would try to expand West potentially with, you know, the Oakland Invaders or Los Angeles Express. Keep your hopes up. Don't worry. I think this is going to be a success. But uh, yeah, Patterson's throw against uh, Michigan State was an absolute dime. That guy can make all the throws. Shout out to Kyle Bodkins in the chat. He's a he's a believer in Shea Patterson, and you might be right. Like I said, like I, at Ole Miss, I was a hundred percent on board. Yeah, I mean, Patty C could probably dig up text from like he's going to be a stud. Michigan's finally going to beat Ohio State. No, it didn't happen with Shea Patterson, but um, uh, the guy's got the skills. I know that he's got no, skills. No. Colby, we got a good question here from Trevor Davis. Favorite best quarterback that's got taken so far. You know, just from skill, skill, fit, everything on the board. Who are we looking at as being the guys, the guy that we're like, that's the guy. You know, well, that's my number one. Brian Scott's been impressive on film in the in, in the spring league, but uh, uh, the ones that I've seen prior to that, like Jordan Tamu, I, I was I liked him at college. I liked him in the XFL. We never saw him get a true shake in the NFL. And then to me, I'm a fan of, of Kyle slaughter. I think the yeah. breakers, I think the breakers got a gamer. I, I love, look, I'm a call. I, I root for uh, East Carolina and Colorado in foot in college football. Slaughter was at Northern Colorado. They played Colorado and all, we almost lost to them. I say, we, that's how much of a fan I am, but <laughs> like they came, they came to Boulder, almost won the game. At, uh, slaughter was, was throwing dimes left and right. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then sure enough, when it was the, with the Minnesota Vikings in, in preseason, I remember this guy just having comeback after comeback. And he was a really exciting player to watch. I think he's going to be really good for the new Orleans, but especially when you pair him up with Larry Fedora, which say what you want about his defenses, his offenses can, can move the rock. So I, I think, I think uh, slaughter, obviously, you know, we were surprised at some of those picks. I was a bit surprised at the Clayton Thorson pick. Mm-hmm. But but once again, this could be a, a scenario, a perfect example of what I mean with Shea Patterson is at Ole Miss they were opening up the offense with him, and he really looked like a, like this awesome quarterback. I thought this great future ahead of him. At Michigan, they were very conservative. I thought with letting him throw the ball, and I thought it it hurt him. Well, that might be the case with Clayton Thorson. He went to Northwestern. Northwestern, they don't do anything sexy offensively ever. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they made a little bit of strides this past season. Cause they were but the thing that, you know, the thing that I think we come, keep coming back to is at the end of the day, I think Jordan Tom was going to end up being the steal of the draft. And if you're, you know, thinking about this from a fantasy football perspective, if you're going into your USFL fantasy football draft, unless something massive changes, I'm targeting Jordan Tom who won one overall. He's the best. He's the guy who's done it at the highest level in this entire draft class. He's, proven that he can move the ball with his legs and with his arm and barring someone else coming in, in the supplemental draft. Now, if you're doing a USFL league, wait until after that supplemental draft, don't do your draft until at, until mid March, when we have some reports, when we have that supplemental draft. But if you're really looking to go going early, you know, I think Tawamu has got to be your one, one overall, you know, spring football, you got to have a quarterback because otherwise you're sitting in an eight team league but there's only eight starting quarterbacks and you, everybody else is picking the eighth person picks a quarterback right before you're about to take it. So you're sitting there 
trying to take a shot at backups. This may or may not have happened to me, um, <laughs> but I stayed alive because I picked the right backups. Um, but you were going Jordan Tao. Okay. So if I'm going Jordan Tao, I'm at one. Who's your number two pick off the board here in this well, USFL fantasy draft? I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go slaughter, man. I think slaughter's a steal You're going slaughter. Look, cause Brian Scott, I think, well, Bart Andrews and his offense, I think he's going to be dynamic, but I just haven't seen a big enough sample size for me to, to, to fully. So I, I would go either slaughter or Scott. I think that, I, I that know I just gave this big thing about how you got to go quarterback. Davion Smith is the best running back to me right now. He's been a consistent pro led the XFL let was a leader in the AAF and he's playing for Kirby Wilson. Yes. If I'm in on any guy, it's Davion Smith. He's someone who's shown time and time again. He's a he's a physical runner. He will put guys in the ground. He's got good hands. You know, he was part of a dynamic Orlando Apollos roster. And it's going to be great to see him doing stuff out there in Pittsburgh. You know, I, I think I'd go him at two before I touched any of the other quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I go running backs, well, you, you hit, you hit, you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head with that one, because I do expect them to run heavy, heavy. Um, but I, I am interested with CJ Marable. I think he, he has somewhat Chris Johnson features and uh, I can see uh skip Holtz, you know, I, it, I guess the question is, is skip Holtz lying to us or not by saying he's going to open up his passing offense and do one of these crazy, you know, air raid type schemes. If that happens, first off, I think Marable still might be a, a valuable option, but um, the, the Holtz, I know run heavy, run heavy. So you, you, you probably want to, if you're, if you're drafting fantasy for running backs, I think you circle the Michigan Panthers, the Pittsburgh Maulers and, and the Birmingham stallions as, as run heavy teams. I, I mean, the other thing is, is you might look at the bandits. So BJ Emmons or Juwan Washington, Todd Haley in his entire career has never featured two backs. So if I'm sitting there in the middle round, you know, second, third round, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? I'm going to take a shot at one of those bandits running backs, or I'm going to try to get both of them because I was doing the numbers the other day and he's never had a lead back, get less than 90% of the work. And I would imagine that's going to carry over. I don't know if it's going to be Washington or Emmons. I could see it. it, uh, You could make a case for both, but I think both of those guys you know, deserve consideration going in there. Yeah. Yeah. You make a, you make a, a, a very good point there. I'm excited for the other pick. The Maulers took too. Garrett Groshek, the guy from Wisconsin, the bruiser. Uh, I look, I get it. I think you're right. I think you're right with the, uh, with the, with the, with the, with the you know, uh, some of the other the players, but Groshek, I thought he was a good football player, man. I, I would like to no, see. He looked, he's a good, he's a good football player. I just think Davion Smith is a pro. I think you're right. I mean, I think Smith's going to get the, the first team reps, but I mean, I, I just like to see Groshek there. We'll see what Kirby Wilson does. Keep an eye on Stevie Scott too with Michigan. I, I like that. I, I think he's got that pedigree. He's got that talent. He's got that ability and you know, home run speed is a thing, you know, guys who are going to get work and can slip through are going to be big. These are short rosters. You know, defenses are going to get tired because they just can't chase guys enough. Yeah. Yeah. People in the, in the chat are asking if USFL is going to have fantasy. Yes. I think they will. They so, will. Yeah. So as far so daily fantasy, we're waiting on 
still. Um, for USFL Fantasy, I was hoping he was going to come on, but Brian's a little busy right now. Brian Wensloff uh, over at Alt Fantasy Football has, uh, you know, they've already committed to doing fantasy football this year. So there will be season long over on Alt Fantasy. Uh, if you've played on Alt before, I know that there are, you know, questions about the user interface and things like that. Working on addressing all those things. So, you know, very excited to have Alt Fantasy be a thing. Uh, we have not skipped the kickers, despite what everybody's asking. At least as far as I know, we haven't skipped kickers. We're just waiting on them. So, but Alt Fantasy will be doing uh, full time. We'll be doing a season long football. Yeah, uh, that's and I knew this would happen. I still think daily fantasy will happen too. But but uh, yeah, I mean, you've seen daily come along with both, especially with the XFL. And uh, I know that there's, you know, all the books are already talking about how they're going to have fan uh, lines on this. You know, we've heard through the back channels that most books are planning on having something. Secondary markets are planning on having something. So, you know, it's going to be there. You're going to be able to have a relatively full football experience with the USFL and it's going to be easy to watch, you know, so get excited, you know, sure. These aren't maybe your household names, but there'll be household names after a month. Yeah. And, and, and potentially down the line, like, like how many examples have we used? And I know people are talking about, Hey, they're taking a late lunch here. What the hell? Uh, what it's two. Uh, yeah. Three o'clock. They got there. four rounds left and they choose to take a lunch now. Unless of course they just said we're done. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why you stop with four rounds left. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We only get, we got kickers, punters, tight ends, slash halfbacks and don't forget the long snappers and long snappers. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think they're trying to figure out who has picks left. Probably we had a lot of count picks come flying in and I don't think everybody's used them. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, we'll, we'll give this a little longer, you know, Colby, we might just have to call this and call it good enough here as much as we want to pay pay credit to our specialists. It's just, you know, we can't sit around all day. I'm with you, man. I, I got college basketball content uh, setting up later today. Uh, other sports gambling podcast stuff, guys, subscribe to the sports gambling podcast network. And we can't emphasize that enough that, that this is, you know, we got this platform via them. So uh, I, I, I really strongly urge you no matter the sport, if you don't like, if you're just tuning in to see the USFL, no matter the sport, we got you covered. Like, like Adam, Adam, how many? What, we had a darts up, uh, uh, darts article out. You on name the it, we've app. had it, Colby. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's no, there's nothing we haven't done. Now, Alex Meisner in the in the chat there asks a great question: Who's your best quarterback wide receiver duo? Who are we looking at here? Ooh, that is a good question. That is you know, a good was, question. Let me that was load the thing up. for me. I kept looking at these wide receivers and the names, you know, I obviously watch less college football than you. They weren't jumping off the page to me. And I feel like wide receivers creep up on us more in these spring leagues. Um, I, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There, there are, you're totally right with the, with the creeping up. Sometimes it's a guy that you're not projecting. I remember with the XFL, I had certain guys penciled in that I thought, Oh man, they got this guy. And it, it just didn't work out that way. Um, but uh, if I, if I were to take a look at this, which I'm pulling him up right now, I would say one that came that caught my eye. I like Jeff Thomas, but I, I don't necessarily like the situation in Pittsburgh. That was one draft pick that I thought, okay, I, I remember him and I was sold on him in college. Um, Eli Rogers is one we saw with the DC defenders. 
He was successful there. He was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He goes to the Tampa Bay bandits. I wonder if there's any connection there. You know, Todd Haley was with the Chiefs, or not with the chiefs. He was with the chiefs, but uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time, might've had some connections to Eli Rogers there. Um, that that's one that, that catches my eye, but uh, I'll take a shot on uh, another thing is that I was surprised that the gamblers went with a lot of the small wideouts. Maybe they were going to go with the run and shoot there. I mean, they might be just running the full run and shoot, you know, Kevin Sumlin yeah. calling back to the history, you know, says we're going to do this. Um, but as I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking at uh, actually going back to Peyton Ramsey of the Birmingham stallions. I, you know, watching that tape, he's a guy who's going to get, get the ball in his hands, let him go, let him make plays. And I feel like uh, with your boy down there, uh, what's his name? Skip Holtz, baby. Skip Holtz. Yeah. Skip Holtz going to get down there. And I think that that's going to be a good deal for Alex McGow there, but we have the kicker starting Matt Mangle out of UCLA to the stars. The stars taking a UCLA kicker off. Hey, the rip. There we go. I mean, look, you're out here in perfect weather. Of course you're going to kick good. All right. I mean, they're going to be in Birmingham. The weather's going to be nice down there in Birmingham. You know, I mean, Thinking about that, it's not going to be, you know, overly difficult to make kicks down there in the South until it gets humid. Then, then they might have some issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will Any say that you want to see—that's the big question. <laughs> I can't say that I probably have an educated uh, guess on that one, but uh, um, I'll say back to the other one. Uh, and I, I, I think Sean Poindexter with new Orleans breakers could be an interesting one. Keep an eye on that for receiver slaughter to Poindexter. You're hearing me. You're hearing it first. All right. Slaughter to Poindexter. I, I um, mean, and yeah, those bigger bodied receivers are probably going to have an advantage, you know, because at the end of the day, it's really hard to cover six, six, you know, no matter how good you are, a guy who's six, six is going to give any defensive backfield fits. Yeah. Yeah. hundred. We got Nick Rose out of Texas going to the generals. Nick you know, everybody, you know, we're, we've been joking about the kickers, but these guys are going to be the most likely to make the NFL. You know, we've seen it time after time that NFL teams are changing kickers at a rapid pace, going through three, four in a year. And they're going to need guys who have had game reps. Nick Rose has been around the block. Uh, this is a guy that played at Texas. He's originally from Hawaii, but uh, he uh, was, was, was with the Falcons in 2016, the 49ers in 17, the Redskins in 17, as well as the chargers. Then in 18, he's with the New York jets, the Houston Texans, the Los Angeles chargers. And then in 19, he's in the AAF with the San Antonio commanders. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't understand how we ever got cut because in his, in his NFL career, he's 11 of 14, 79% almost. Uh, as long as field goals, 55 yards, 32 touchbacks. What am I missing here? This might, this guy should have been the first pick of the draft. <laughs> I mean, here we go. But Brandon Wright out of Georgia state going here, uh, and the Panthers, uh, passing, uh, taking that as a comp pick here in round 32, Mark Fisher, but, Fisher uh, ball, Brandon man. Wright out of Georgia state, uh, I wonder if the bandits pick, are picking out of the, the kickers out of the wrong Georgia school though. Georgia Southern is the school for the kickers. Yes. But this is an interesting story with Brandon Wright because he was also a punter. He was a finalist for the Ray guy award for the best punter. So he kicks and punts. So maybe two birds with one stone. 
save yourself a roster position. You know, yeah. that's what I've been thinking. I've been waiting for one of these spring leagues to just say, we're going to have one guy kick and pass as the Pittsburgh Maulers also pass. And then we have Austin McGinnis going to the breakers. Austin McGinnis. And that's one you wonder, maybe, maybe uh, will he be at the Superdome or will he be at Tulane stadium two years from now? I don't want to get ahead of myself. You but, used uh, up your one dome complaint. So if you complain about football in a dome right here, you're in timeout. So uh, <laughs> Nick Vogel uh, out of UAB goes to the gamblers as well. So we're moving through the kickers now. It just took a minute because I'm sure everyone was saying, wait, which kickers have actually signed a contract here. So we know who we can and can't draft. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Austin McGinnis. He had some stints. He was with the Memphis express in the AAF. He was also with the Dallas renegades in the XFL. And then with the LA Rams. he was, a, he almost, he almost caught a super bowl in there, uh, but he was all sec kicker um, originally from Sacramento, California. Uh, hey, I mean, the guy was money in college. So all he needs uh, is an opportunity, it seems like. And now closing out the kickers, the Stallions take Brandon Aubrey out of Notre Dame and uh, Erica Bracey in the chat uh, telling us to not start with the Southern foolishness state, never Southern. And uh, yeah, we're bringing, we're bringing the uh, next tier Georgia rivalries to the USFL gambling podcast now, <laughs> apparently. Uh, and now this one's an interesting one. Brandon Aubrey. He is a soccer player from Notre Dame, a soccer player from Notre Dame. I like um, it. Yeah. It's good. Things are getting interesting here. He played four years of soccer at university of Notre Dame. He, uh, I mean, this is a guy he played in uh, some of these other, the, the Toronto FC uh, part of the MLS. This is a guy, this is a pretty cool story. He was with the Bethlehem steel Philadelphia union, a professional Ooh. soccer team in Chester, Pennsylvania. I like this storyline we got going here. MLS player joining the USFL. Hey, that's an athlete right there. Two sports. There you well, go. Now we're going to have to see, you know, I'm throwing a follow Brandon Aubrey's way. We're going to see if we can get him uh, on the podcast here at some point. I like it. And his brother, Ryan is a former goalkeeper at the university of Buffalo. UB. There we go. The bulls. There we go. Brandon Aubrey. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, there are no comp picks for the kicker round. <laughs> I don't know. I think they had to restrain Jeff Fisher here to make sure he <laughs> didn't do it. Cause I'm sure he said, wait, I can still get this guy. Yeah. He's the guy asking why, why? <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Punters, tight end slash slash H backs and then long snappers. There we go, man. I'm we are closing in here. I, I'm shocked Kramer and Sean. I haven't been peeking in asking uh, when the hell we're wrapping up here. Yeah. I mean, they, I, one of them went on, on coffee detail and yeah, uh, I know I sent I sent uh, Kramer a message. I was like, Colby's dragon. I need you to go get him something. But by the time, thank you. And, and by the time I get the coffee, I feel like the draft will be over. All right. Yeah, I'm that's okay. You'll be time. energized for the uh, college, college <laughs> there, basketball. There we experience. go. There we go, man. The we are over 10 hours now on this draft. This is going to be one of these. This is going to be the second longest live stream we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't want, I don't even want a shot at the title though. I was Kramer. Did you don't a, want the 24 hour live Ooh. stream. Ooh, 24 hours of, of uh, fantasy football drafts that we did in July. That was not me. That was, that was Ryan real money Kramer. 
That was a uh, lot. Yeah, that that's uh that's that's great. I'm I'm enjoying the chat though. I'm seeing people talk about Paxton Lynch. You know, uh Paxton Lynch. Oh. That was was that surprising seeing Paxton Lynch called in this? A little bit, but uh the Stallion social team is a little sloppy here in the specialist rounds as Colby Wadman is listed as round 32 pick eight and also as a kicker. So I think that's a typo there that they didn't have two eighth round kicks, eighth huh. round picks, but uh Colby Wadman out of UC Davis joining the Mahler or joining the stallions. Now, uh, once again, Birmingham, keeping it, keeping it off the radar, going with Dan Hawkins kicker, uh, UC Davis, a pretty good FCS team though. Um, uh, Andrew Galitz uh, going to the gamblers out of Baylor. And then the breakers pass again, the breakers <laughs> out here playing a three D chess. They used an early pick. I uh, love it. Instead of taking a punter. <laughs> Unless of course, you know, Austin McGinnis can Austin McGinnis punt too. We'll see the Maulers also punting they, the Maulers, no kickers on the roster for the Maulers. So this love is the question. Who's going to be kicking for the Maulers? <laughs> Run the damn ball every play. I don't know. They got to figure something out in camp. Maybe they're going for that, that supplemental draft. Maybe they're right, waiting. It's possible, unless, you know, maybe one of their skill guys or one of their linemen can kick the bandits also pass. This is what, this is more what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, hilarious. I thought they'd all pass on specialists. <laughs> oh man. This is classic. Michigan Panthers on the clock. Let's see what Jeff, Jeff Fisher, I think values the punter. I mean, Jeff Defense Fisher might coach. want to use a comp pick here to make sure he gets the punter that he wants <laughs> as a defensive coach, the bears, 46 defense got helped out a little bit by that Chicago bear punt game. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, I got the coffee with coffee. Michael carries Zo out of San Jose state joining the Panthers, oh, <laughs> San Jose state. I think they might've taken over Tarleton state. I are, think we just, state. are we just lining up for one of these teams to go? Are we going to relocate the Michigan Panthers at the end of this year to Oakland to be the invaders, <laughs> the invaders. But, uh, yeah. Because that's what happened originally. They were the invaders and they went to Michigan. Now they do it backwards. Perhaps. No, I think Michigan's here to stay, Hashtag but uh, energy. <laughs> The generals are on the clock. Um, I'm curious. I, I would assume everyone else is going to pass, right? I lost track of comp picks a long time ago. If I'd been doing this better, I would have been keeping track, but we were trying to juggle a lot of things and it sounds like the generals also did pass. So generals passing as well. Yeah. Jesse G brings up something. And the stars the passed as well. So we pass on. We're now to the tight ends. Let's see. Some names here. I saw Brandon Barnes getting hyped. And, and and you remember in the XFL, Donald Parham was was a tight end and uh for uh, the I want to say the LA No, he was on the he was on the uh Renegades. Yeah, the Renegades, you're right. Uh that that was one where uh you know look at what look at what he's done with that opportunity. I mean, and, and the thing there is, I think the chargers keep really misusing him. And this is just one of those things where some coaches just get it in their head that you can't do this, but Donald Parham playing was playing a high percentage of snaps and just not getting the target share because they insisted on using Jared cook so much. And I can tell you right now, Donald Parham could hurdle Jared cook. So why wouldn't you have the young athletic tight end in there? 
trying to get him reps and get him up to speed. You know, the dude's six, eight at the end of the day, unless they're going to put a D end on him, they're not going to be able to body him. And he's going to just come down with every jump ball. Making great points. I'm curious though. So we saw the the gamblers go incredibly. They went with a lot of like kind of scat wide receivers in my opinion. And does that mean, do they potentially pass on the tight end and and go? No, I I think they're going to go get a tight end. Um, You know, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, there's plenty of good big body guys out there. You're going to need them, you know, even if it's just an extra blocker, you know, there are, there's talented guys out there. Brandon Barnes played for the wildcats in the XFL was an elite receiving option really. Um, and as we're talking about this, you know, Colby, what's your preference in your uh, season long spring football? Do you mandate the tight end position or do you go wide receiver slash tight end? What's your, uh, what's your positional preference? Oh, for fantasy football. I think I I actually like when they mandate it. I, I, I like having to pick a tight end. Now I'm okay. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I'm okay with, 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 you know, giving you the flex option there, but um, I like, I, I, I play, I play in a league that I've been a part of since 1993. And like, we do the, uh, we, we do the, the man, like mandatory, you have to have a tight end, which could sometimes I remember I, I lost a playoff game once. Cause Frank Wycheck, Jeff Fisher, Frank Wycheck <laughs> threw a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. To, it's like, dude, they ran a tight end screen and then he threw it. Cause uh Wycheck used to play some quarterback and, and just, uh, but I mean, that, that it's almost, it sucks that that happened to me, but overall, when you, I remember it. So it's pretty hilarious oh, because, yeah. you know, because you lose on a, on a crazy play. I mean, how many times has anyone seen a tight end throw a touchdown pass? You know? uh, a lot more since the Philly special came around apparently. That's and right. you know, all these, it's becoming more of a thing. I think we're just going to see more of it as you get the big tight ends, like your Logan Thomas's, your Tyree Jackson's being like, we're big, we're physical. We'll just put on a little bit extra weight and we'll convert to tight end and it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. So. I'm, are you surprised though? That like, you know, who was really good and I know it's not a tight end, but I, Nelson Spruce, I thought was, was pretty money. In I, the, I uh, imagine he just didn't sign a contract or he wants to go to the XFL because let's remember um, the caveat as we get, as we're waiting for round 34 to get started, the tight end H back round folks, uh, we just wrapped up punters getting ready for the tight end H back. The USFL contract contains a league option for 2023. So if a guy would prefer to play in the XFL, the problem that they're going to run into is, and it's not a problem. It's guaranteed employment, guaranteed employment, year long health insurance, guaranteed employment in year two. It's a good thing for a football player. But if a player thinks the XFL is going to pay them better, they might not want to get locked in to that contract, which I think is why you might see fewer XFL players. And I know there's been some rumors of guys saying they just prefer to wait for the XFL or maybe some other chance um, because they're a little more familiar with the infrastructure, things like that. And yeah. you know, um, so we'll see, though, uh, you know, that that second year option is going to be really nice for guys, but they'll know before the end of the year you know, week two is when that act is when that option gets exercised. So it's not like they're getting locked down long-term and it does contain an NFL out. So that's really good. You know, all these guys have an NFL out in their contract. I wonder if we see guys like, you know, speaking of tight ends, like I know that uh, this is a few years back. It's probably like 2015, but the jets drafted a guy named Jace Amaro from Texas tech. Now I believe he played, I think he got drafted in the XFL. I don't remember him being an impact player in the XFL, but that's one that like, 
he was a second round draft pick in the NFL. Maybe he finds himself in one of these leagues. Now I know he, he things weren't working out in the NFL. I think he failed with the with the Jets and the Titans, but maybe just finding the right roster. Second round draft pick. Typical typical Jets draft pick though of uh, <laughs> not not working out. But um, yeah, I think I think that's there's got to be a bunch of players like that that you know perhaps just the right team. You know maybe maybe it didn't work out with with uh, early round selection. I remember you know there's there's always a few. No, I, I'm sure they're still in the NFL. Most of these guys, but the tight end position is is one that uh, you know in football you go back. The tight end, the evolution of the tight end is gigantic in, in, in football oh, these days. Sure. Yeah, I think that is one of the positions that uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's a look at Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's a guy that uh, we know went to Cincinnati. No one had him on the radar for being this good. So uh, there's there's potential players that we saw with Parham. So. I don't know. We'll see what, what happens. Tight ends going, uh, what Houston gamblers on the clock. I'm curious if they even get a tight end. Uh, do you think there's any team that just says, I don't want a tight end. I I honestly don't know. It really depends on what the team, what the coaches are looking for. Um, and you know, I could see an argument for them not doing it and you know, but I could also see them wanting to add some size, you know, I mean, that's the other thing is it's a good way to get some size. If you're a team like the gamblers, you can add some size to that roster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I, it, I like it cause it's, it's tight end slash H back. So maybe yeah, I mean, and you might see some teams that say, we're not going to do that, but we're going to add in some, we're going to add in a fullback here and we're going to bring in an H back, a guy who's a little more versatile, maybe. Man, they're taking their sweet time with these final two rounds. They, they really like to, you know, hold us up here and make me worried. Uh, you know, and I, for those of y'all, some of you were wondering, uh, head over to sgsportsgamblingpodcast.com slash USFL. You will see our entire day one reactions and recap, as well as the full draft board. The draft board did fall behind for a second, but I'm going to get that updated right now. And we'll have a full day two reaction. Uh, a little later today as well. Yeah, I mean, we got you covered. Get the SGPN app too. You can do, yeah, you can do that. SGPN app, name it. Uh, Colby, anybody else we got to thank here as we got a minute or anybody else we got to plug? Well, everyone that came on, I mean, look, we have a platform for, uh, we have a podcast for a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, the, 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 the golf gambling guys, check out them. Any sport that you like, we pretty much have you covered um, on the sports gambling podcast network. So check out all that. And once you get the SGPN app or go to sports gambling podcast.com, I think you'll see that, uh, that we, we mean business and we have it. We, we have everything covered pretty much from, from sports. I, w- I would say name your sport. Uh, I know we had, we had chase on before and the, 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 the disc golf or the Frisbee, whatever he was talking about. Um, ultimate frisbee. Yes, yeah, ultimate get it right, frisbee. Colby. I'm disappointed <laughs> that you don't know this, and that's that's a little concerning. We're going to need to work on this. That, that's what we got to work on, I think. But yeah, I mean, look, I was listening yesterday. I was listening to the NHL gambling podcast. Uh, the NHL guys, they know what they're talking about. Uh, was really impressed with that show. The, obviously, Rod Via Gomez, who joined us on, on this one for a lot, he does the NASCAR one. That's brand new. Just had the Daytona 500. Um, also fit. He does the fantasy football podcast. You know, yeah, you guys all cover that and uh, we just got you covered for each and everything. So I, I really think just give us a shot and I think you'll be impressed. So check out all those platforms and all the guests that came on. Thank you to uh, a lot of people that made time. Shout out to the wolf of, of Oaklawn. All right. You want to know some horse racing tips? 
follow at of Oaklawn. All right. This guy's he's probably, he probably had to leave to go to the racetrack. If I had to bet, if I, if I, if I had to bet, he's like, I gotta be, I, he texts me. I gotta do something with my wife. Yeah, sure. Uh, he, I guarantee you he's at the, he's at the track probably with the Jack and Coke, you know, uh, taking lucky Lindy in the seventh. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, but check out all that stuff, guys. I really, I really think, you know, college basketball, I do it seven days a week, seven days a week. We are talking college basketball and obviously March madness is right around the corner. Um, so check that out. The sports gambling podcast. I mean, how many, how many great guests did they just have on in the past? They were at radio row for the super bowl, had Eric Metcalf, Pac-Man Jones, Bill Romanowski, all in, in studio. They're talking are all on episodes. They're all out there. Uh, LeGarrette blunt. Um, I'm forgetting some of the Joe Theismann, oh, just yeah. some great radio going on there. Yeah. Not even a question. Great guest, and uh, we think you we think you'll en- enjoy it. So check it out. Enough plugging ourselves, though. Uh, what are we? What are you guys up to? The chat. The chat's ta- asking about college wrestling. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Whew. Kobe, I'm going to need to come up with something here because I just need to. And I just keep having to add content, and I'm you know we have such good content across the board. Something's going to have to start to lose out here. Yeah. Uh, look, college baseball. We got episodes up. Uh, we're going to have more episodes coming. Obviously the MLB is on strike. And I think that might benefit this USFL league of our Colby. I'm going to cut you off because the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Barnes, first tight end off the board, going to the Houston gamblers. Check oh. that out. So they do go, they do go though. Tight end, you know, they had, and this is an interesting philosophy here. Because for, for first off, what grand Valley state, correct? No, no, no Alabama that, that, state. That, that's the wrong. Yeah. That's the wrong one. Um, uh, this is one where, you know, I was c- concerned. They went with a lot of speed receivers, but now you add a guy who's, uh, who's, who's pretty darn big. So I mean, uh, he's a, he's a big body tight end athletic though, as we, you know, for some, you know, the hop has to be in there, but you just see, you know, just look at this. He's a guy with hands. He's a guy who can go over the middle, you know, big physical force athlete. He's a great, great option here. Josh Johnson made huge use of him in the XFL. He really started to emerge there next to Nelson Spruce in the XFL. You love to see a guy like Brandon Barnes, get his job, get get a job here. Six, five, two fifty five. So all of a sudden the gambler saying, Hey, we're getting some size in here. Yeah. And he's a guy who's not afraid to go right over the middle. You see their good hands, making the catch in traffic hard to bring down. And, you know, we noticed that there wasn't a ton of size at some of these positions in the USFL. So a guy like Barnes might really break things open as we got also Sal Can- Canella out of Auburn going to the breakers, Matt Siebert out of Michigan state going to the Maulers. Any of those guys peaking your interest, Colby? Well, Sa- Sal Canella, six, five, two twenty eight uh, from Auburn. I mean, I, I, uh, I think Canella is one that actually could, could be something. Um, what, which, t- which team? Let me refresh my memory. Well, the breakers got him. That's interesting because I actually think this breakers offense is going to fly. All right. I, I really do with slaughter Saturdays coming back. I like the Canela pick to the, to, to the breakers. I know I sound like I'm pro breakers here, but uh, I, I like that book and then uh, or that pick. And then Matt Siebert, Michigan state. Um, 
I don't, I don't know enough about Matt Seaver that Michigan state's offenses, in my opinion, are always snooze fest, but it doesn't mean they're, they're good players or it doesn't mean that they're not good players. So Seabert, um, six, four, two fifty two. He's uh you know what I bet he can do though. I bet he can block. Yeah. I guarantee you he can block. Cause you're not going to play ball at Michigan state. If you can't block, you're not going to play for Kirby Wilson. If you can't block, that's true. That's true. So that's that clearly I'm sure was part of his evaluation. And I'm trying to look at that, uh, at his stats at Michigan state here. And uh, yeah, Michigan state, the first off, they, they, they never threw the ball a ton. They, they still don't even, I mean, they, they throw it a little bit more now at this coaching uh, regime than previously, but uh, they're, they're no prolific offense. And uh, yeah. And then uh, Carrie Angeline out of NC state. I know you're not crazy about that because you are anti any Wolfpack player. Uh, Carrie Angeline. This is look. Uh, I'll say this though. They stay talented at NC state. And this is a guy who was at USC who transferred. So and let me tell you, USC, if they're recruiting you, you're good. You're very good. And uh, originally from Pennsylvania, he played for the Cardinals. He played for the Eagles in practice squad detail only, but he also was a basketball player uh, in high school. He was a really good basketball player as well. Um, hey, uh, I think this could be a potential. This is an interesting one because this could work out. Now, Carrie Angeline going to the Stallions, deep diving. That's what Skip Holtz has been doing, deep diving. Bug Howard. Gotta love the love name. some Bug Howard to the stars. Bug Howard, uh, that's Bug the- Howard has been around. He had a cup of coffee with the Atlanta Legends there in the AF. He was one of their better receiving options. In he was, Atlanta. He was on the Bills too. He, he had a cup of coffee with the Bills in the offseason. You know, was there for a minute. But Bug Howard, you know, big physical. You know, six five. Another guy. More of a receiver though, 6'5, 228, not necessarily as big and mean as some of these other guys. But, you know, that Stars offense, you know, Mike Riley knows how to play spring football. He knows how to make it work in all phases of the game. Andrews, like Andrews, Andrews. Bart, Andrews, Bart, yes. Yeah, Bart Andrews. Uh, uh, but, but he had over 146 catches in college. I'm telling you, this guy can catch Bug Howard. I, I think he's going to be a play. Bart Andrews, continuing to impress me, my friend. Yeah. And we got Cheyenne O'Grady coming in out of Arkansas, 6'4, 256. You know, had a cup of coffee with the Bengals as a free agent in the offseason. Now with the Tampa Bay Bandits playing some bandit ball down there in Tampa. And I feel like the Steelers, when uh, Todd Haley was with the Steelers, I feel like they still utilize the tight end. The tight end. They had the, this kid from Virginia. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he was a a first round pick. That was a, a very good tight end for, for the Steelers for a while there. Even, I mean, the Steelers, I feel like always have decent tight end play. So it'll be interesting to see how he uses O'Grady. Maybe, uh, maybe, I mean, O'Grady had 87 uh, catches in college for almost a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns. So he definitely got after it. Uh, it'd be nice to see what he does with it. it bandit ball, baby. Bandit ball. And then we've got Joey Magnifico, Magnifico out of the University of Memphis uh, was coaching at St. Benedict in Memphis. Now back in the game after he graduated in 2019 as a redshirt senior, 6'4", 240 when he was playing. 
This is an NC Nick guy. Uh, NC Nick who was on uh, yesterday. He, he, in, in DFS, we play college football DFS all the time. And uh, this is a guy he rostered often. And I got to be honest uh, at times I, I, I was scared to, to roster some of these tight ends and, and this guy would put up stats. He would put up stats. So 70 run 71 receptions uh, over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns, the most receiving yards by a tight end in Memphis history. Memphis history. So uh, pretty damn impressive for what he did with the tigers there. And then uh, wrapping it up, the generals, Braden Bowman, the last pick here in the tight end round. So every team drafts a tight end and you know, the guys that I'm really liking to look at Brandon Barnes on the gamblers and bug Howard on the stars, bug Howard is almost like an extra wide receiver out there on the field. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think when he played in the AAF, he was listed as a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and, and Braden Bowman, I know uh, as a New York jets guy, um, the jets had him in 2016 and I, I remember him there, but he also had stints with uh, the Birmingham iron in the AAF. And then also played for the uh, Jaguars saints and chargers. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go through the tight ends, uh, I think the bug Howard one stands out. I like to see, I, I'm telling you, I'm interested about the Sal Canella play with the, with the new Orleans breakers. Those two catch my eye. Obviously Brandon Barnes as well. We got what the long snappers final round here. Yeah. And you know, bug Howard, 17, 24 targets, 17 catches in a shortened AAF season went for two twenty. He really led that Atlanta offense as a receiving option, a second leading receiver behind Malachi Jones. So and Santavius Jones. So third option there really for that Atlanta legends team. And that was a team that didn't throw that often. So the fact that bug Howard managed to be that efficient was really great to see. And he's going to have Brian Scott throwing him the ball. I mean, uh, spring league pro there, Brian Scott. Yeah. You got, you got to like this offense. If you're, if you're a fan of the Philadelphia stars, I think you're going to have a pretty damn good offense. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, when, when perhaps thinking fantasy football and we know. haven't, we haven't wrapped that up yet. So, you know, now we're, uh, just waiting. Now we're just waiting to see if there are going to be any comp picks in the tight end round. <laughs> I, why not? Right. There should be, if you passed on the kicker or the punter, what team passed on both the breakers? Was that the breakers that passed on both and the breakers out here playing? I think it was the Maulers actually. <laughs> um. Yeah, the, I I think the Stars' offense though is going to be pretty damn good. I'm looking; they got uh, Devin Gray at wideout. Yeah, it was the Maulers. The Maulers were the only one to pass on both. Actually, the Panthers—that's not right. I think What's we that? had a mistake on our sheet. There's no way the Panthers and Jeff Fisher didn't take a kicker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, I thought he, you he didn't. Oh my goodness, we're wrong. Jeff Fisher passed on a kicker. Maybe he's got, maybe he's got a guy that no one knows he's doing. He's working for FedEx or something right now. And he says, Hey, I'll we call have you on the draft. comp pick. Who do we got? Julian Allen out of Southern miss going to the gamblers. Wow. The gamblers going too tight end set. I like it. Uh, Julian Allen. I'm, I'm, I'm reading about him at the moment. Uh, you know, graduated in 2016. Um, is the guy, he was a Juco. He was a Juco transfer, but uh, 
Hey, he put up some decent numbers. I wonder if, if uh, he had some ties there, but yeah, 19 catches, 281 yards and a touchdown. He had an 82 yard touchdown. So perhaps some explosiveness. Oh, uh, comp picks are flowing to Quan Hampton to the bandits and LaMichael Petway to the Panthers, all the tight ends coming off the board right now. Wow. Did you say Quan Hampton to Quan Hampton out of USC okay. coffee in a whole bunch of places. I think he was in the, uh, he was in the XFL as well. And I think he actually played on the uh, pretty sure he played on the, the wildcats as well. Well, what's, what's interesting about Daquan Hampton is he played wide receiver at USC. So he's converted wide receiver. He's a wide receiver slash tight end. So the bandits out here using positional rules to get around some stuff, wide receiver slash tight end. And then LaMichael Petway out of Iowa state, never heard of him. Have you, I have, uh, because I thought, I actually thought he was a beast at, uh, at Iowa state, Matt Campbell loves to use those tight ends and uh, use them efficiently. So I was actually surprised that uh, he had not, you know, uh, this, I'll put it like this, this second chance I think could be good for Michael Petway. Cause I thought he'd be an NFL tight end and another flex guy listed as a wide receiver at Iowa state. This guy, uh, look, he, Oh baby. Oh baby. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt because Nick Truesdale was picked by the New Jersey generals, Mike Riley going into the bag right now to get oh. Nick Truesdale <laughs> going to get his guy. Look, uh, this is a guy that, uh, what that I believe was play, play dominant with, for yeah. the salt Lake stallions. And, and he, he, uh, was at, this is a guy, small school, grand Rapids community college. That's where he played mm-hmm. football. This guy's played everywhere. He is a journeyman. This is why Mike Riley loves him. He played for the Colorado ice. He played for a, a, uh, indoor football league in, in the Axemen, the, the Spokane shock, the Portland steel, the Indianapolis Colts, the Arizona Rattlers, the Cleveland Ga- uh, gladiators, then the Vikings then the stallions and the jets, then the Tampa Bay Vipers. He was with the Vipers in the XFL. Wow. So Truesdale was like the only relevant tight end in the AAF. So if you're playing some USFL fantasy football, you know, a good crop of targets to go after in Hampton Barnes and Truesdale, who have done some work and some other guys as well, USFL, might we see the rebirth of the tight end here? Yes. USFL Truesdale, 38 touchdowns in the arena football league. He's a beast. He's just a touchdown machine. An absolute touchdown machine. I loved watching him. He was carrying uh, in the AAF. My dad drafted him, and he was just carrying his AAF fantasy team to an unreal level. You know, he was like the only good tight end. So it's just it's a difference maker. You think difference maker matters in the in the NFL for fantasy in spring football? If you have the tight end who's scoring double digit points every week, you're just going to roll over everybody. If you hit on the rest of the picks uh, and, and we, with Truesdale, I, how many, do you remember how many games it was for the AAF? It was only like five or six. Cause he had 24 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns with the stallions. This guy's, 
eight, eight, eight games. Eight weeks. Uh, th- this guy can play. I mean, first off, he comes from a lineage. His father played pro basketball in England after playing at Coastal Carolina. So, uh, hey, get the guy. With, you see it all the time with these basketball players: Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, that are former basketball players. Uh, Mo Ali Cox that uh, that can play the tight end position well. I like that pick, man. I think you I think you're onto something there with Mike Riley. So, yeah, what do we Truesdale, got next? You know, Truesdale you know, consistent production every week peaked with a six catch 71 yard and a touchdown, you know, uh, the Panthers coming out passing on their long snapper, Ryan DeSalvo out of San Jose state going to the bandits, the stallions pass as well as we are in the home stretch, five picks left, Nick or Colby. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been a long two days. We're over eleven hours now on this stream, Colby. We're wrapping it up here. Anything you want to say? Last thoughts on the USFL? Because I don't know that we need to recap anything else. We've done a pretty thorough job, and uh, we've both been anchored to our spots, so uh, we're ready to just kind of fall down and take a nap here. Exactly, man. And, and uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I I'm thrilled with to see the league back and I'm very excited for, for the season, April 16th and shout out to all these players that are uh, fighting hard to pursue their dreams, man. It's fantastic for the sport of football. It's been, it's fantastic for the viewer. Uh, if you, if you put aside all the other nonsense, you know, like this is great to see people get a second chance. And uh, I, I think it, it, we're only going to be better for it. Football is better for it. So I can't wait. Thanks oh, for wait. Hold on. Right. We have an interesting development. Scott Flanick out of Army was taken by the generals. Scott Flanick, we got we got an Army representative. Where's Where's Rod when we need him to tell us everything about Scott Flanick? Oh Scott man, Flanick. And he played I, linebacker too. This guy played li- linebacker, tight end, I, I, and I don't know how snapper. this is going to work because <laughs> he should still have a service requirement. I think you'll let him out of it to play in the USFL. That's going to be a new thing. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's the kind of thing that I get curious about. I'm looking at the guy's stat line now. Like uh, I just love the fact he played linebacker some too, as well as uh, a, few, a few different positions. He's a Jack of all trades. I'm on board. Star- we get that, that Flannick Jersey. Yeah. The stars take Ryan Navarro. The stallions obviously passed. So we've got the Maulers breakers and then the gamblers closing it out. There we go, man. Long snappers. Give it up for the long snappers doing, you know, they don't get a lot of cred, but, but man, they're very, very important. important. Yeah. They're a very important. Uh, I like how he's a linebacker too. this, this uh, flannic guy. Cause that yeah, gives you a I little was, depth. I was wondering why they didn't do more. You know, I'm sure there's guys, but then again, long snappers become much more of a specialized position than it was for the longest time. As we got Mitchell for for out of Arizona state going to the Maulers. Mitchell for All right. I love it. The pass, and we've got the gamblers last team on the board and they pass as well. So two passes to close out the USFL draft as we'll stay on for a minute here just to see in case there's some late breaking development, but who has it been a day? 
this is fantastic, man. It's great to see the sport back uh, or the sport, uh, the league back. The sport is, is doing okay. But um, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah, supplemental draft next, and uh, what? Uh, hopefully, they release some more information. Maybe some daily fantasy news comes soon. I would hope. But yeah, I can't wait. Shout out to all those people in the chat that that joined us on this journey. United States Football League is back. And we're just waiting for that word that the draft is finalized. Count on somebody to do a do a little trickery here. You know cross cross position, a guy who's not actually a cross positional with the late pick. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, we're just right. waiting on the game schedule to drop now. You know, we're all waiting on that. We want to know when we can plan our trips to Birmingham and we want confirmation about when we need to be in Canton, Ohio. The only thing we do know though, April 16th, going to be a good day. The USFL is back. That is it. The USFL announces the 35th and final round is complete. The USFL draft is over. There we go. Uh, we appreciate each and every one that uh, tuned in. Remember, subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast, and uh, get that SGPN app. Uh, Adam Pelletier, this guy made it happen behind the scenes, and he comes back to give you, give you rounds too. He's not just behind the scenes. He said, damn it, I'm going to give you some, some, some work too. Some on air work. Uh, shout out to you, Adam, man. You you really uh, helped make this thing happen. So cheers to you, man. And Corey, well done being on all 11 hours. Proud of you. The only one to go the distance. Marathon man right there, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Let's well, do it. Uh, subscribe. And you better believe we got more episodes in the can talking USFL football. Subscribe at USFL Gambling on Twitter. And I'm at the Colby D. And Adam Pelletier is at Adam Pelletier. All right. You got it all right there. Subscribe. Tell a friend. This is the wrap. This is the end for, uh, for, for this. Let's, let's go out, out, man. Just play us out. There we go. Let's go with uh, this right here.